Well, praise God, this is our first Advent together. And as I was preparing the readings and praying for the homily this weekend, I again felt how much I need the grace of Advent. And as I speak, starting the day after Halloween, we know that much of the world around us is already focusing on Christmas. Right? The shops, the music, some of the TV shows and movies, they've jumped over Advent and they're doing Christmas. And this is why you and I must try with God's help to resist the temptation to do the same. We need this season of Advent because it comes with a special grace that speaks to two deep longings in every human heart. Whether a person is aware of these or not, they are there. Or whether a person has tried very hard to deny or ignore them, they are there. What are these two desires? The first is the deep longing in the human heart for redemption. And therefore, for something or someone to save us. We all know that there is something broken inside of us. And this comes out of us in all kinds of ways, like a deep groan, a deep sigh, a desperate cry for someone to deliver us. And the second desire is very much related to the first. And it is the deep longing for God to bring to completion the work of redemption that He has already begun in our hearts. Now my family, they know this longing very well. In fact, many of them are here today at this Mass. And I am sure there were many days where they were groaning prayerfully to God, God, would you please finish the work in Stephen so that we do not have to suffer anymore? Right? Yes? All right. Something like that. And they're still praying for that. But we all know that, that we are lumps of clay in the hand of God that are yet unfinished. We are half-baked potatoes. We are like vines climbing a tree that is still reaching and stretching toward the bright sunlight above the canopy of the trees. This first reading is a beautiful example of that first longing. And it appears all throughout Scripture. Let me just paraphrase and summarize that first reading and what it said. Why do you let us wander from your way, O Lord, allowing our hearts to harden so that we no longer fear you? Behold, we are sinful. We have become unclean 
as well as our deeds. There is no one who calls upon your name or who rouses himself to cling to you. Oh, that you would open wide the heavens and come down and again work your mighty deeds of salvation in our midst. There's a pattern in Scripture that I would like us all to note. And that is, whenever we come across these moments of deep honesty and humility, when a person or a group of people acknowledges their sinfulness and their brokenness before God, redemption happens. Redemption starts to unfold in their life. It doesn't mean that it happens all at once. It, it takes usually, you know, several years for that need for healing and cleansing and renewing and conversion to happen, but it begins. And this is why Advent can become a season of joy. When that need in me in my heart, opens humbly and honestly to Jesus Christ, my Savior and yours. And God is therefore allowed to unleash the power of His healing, merciful love in my life. But let's be honest. This is also where we find the challenge. Because you and I have inherited a tendency from Adam and Eve to run from God, to want to hide, to want to rationalize my guilt, and to want to suppress and ignore the brokenness that I see within my own heart. And we can become very good at this, To the point where we can live lifestyles which are filled with all kinds of attempts, and there are always futile attempts, to either escape, medicate, or compensate for the wounds and the sin and the brokenness deep in my heart. There are many people who carry around in their soul deep wounds of rejection and brokenness and hurt. There are people who feel lonely and isolated, even sometimes while they live with other people. They feel lonely. There are many people who are struggling to forgive and they're stuck in unforgiveness There are so many people who struggle with various addictions that continually cry out for God, and yet they do not deal with them. They continue to try to survive and to limp through life without opening those places to Jesus. I can fill my life with distractions and bury myself in diversions and let myself become so busy, dissipated, scattered in the four winds, 
and never allow Jesus to heal the deep brokenness in my heart. This is a common experience in American culture. And so Advent is the cry of God that wants to encounter the cry in our hearts that God will come, that Jesus will come and touch those places within me that continually yearn for the saving, healing love of Jesus. And as we await for God to come again, to complete the work He has begun, there's another danger that the Lord warns us. It is possible for us to fall asleep. We can spiritually fall asleep. We can lose our thirst for God, our desire for prayer, our longing for heaven. We can fall back into old habits and vices, and we can settle into a kind of complacency. Do you know what that word is, complacency? You know what? I looked it up. Would you like to know what that word means? Please say yes. This is a beautiful word that touches a spiritual disease that I think describes the way that we often fall asleep in America. Here's what complacency means. Thank you, Webster. A feeling of self-satisfaction. A quiet pleasure of security while unaware of some potential danger or defect. A feeling of uncritical satisfaction with oneself and one's accomplishments. A feeling of being satisfied with how things are and not wanting to try to make them better. To fall asleep. To think that I no longer need to change. I'm content with myself just as I am. You're okay, I'm okay. Let's just get along. The feeling like I don't need to grow, to stretch in love, to deepen in my conversion. Complacency. I want to end with a prayer. A prayer that is very fitting for Advent about watching and staying awake. I think we can all relate to this. Dear Lord, Your love urges me to stay awake and to watch for Your coming. And as I anticipate my own joyful exodus from this life into your loving, eternal embrace. Help me to keep the flame of faith alive in my heart and the fire of love ever burning strong. Help me to be faithful to prayer, to carve out times each day to speak heart to heart with you, especially when my life becomes busy as I make use of the things of this world 
and enjoy the simple gifts of life, let them not so consume me that I forget you, or let the desire for them crowd you out of my heart. Let not the pleasures of this life make me selfish, so that I become deaf to the cry of the poor or indifferent toward the needy. Let me not become so obsessed with my own life that I fail to recognize you in the faces of those I meet each day. Help me to offer them always a smile and a kind, encouraging word. May I be ever ready to apologize and forgive so that I and those I love may never go to sleep with an angry, resentful heart. Help me to be a peacemaker. And Lord, let all that I do be with you and always for love of you. Amen. So may God give us this beautiful grace of honest humility so that his redemption can continue to unfold and may he keep us from falling asleep. Amen.